Welcome to the Freedom Hut. This is the Best of Buck Daily Podcast. The top stories of the day from the Buck Sexton Show. For more Buck, head to BuckSexton.com. And remember to subscribe to the podcast. Welcome, my friends. Oh, my gosh. It is getting closer. That's the one thing we know for sure. It is getting closer. Who's going to win? Well, Trump's going to win, but go vote. Make sure you get out there. Make sure you go and do what you need to do to bring my prediction to reality. Uh, I, I was amazed this morning to see the way that we've really forced the journos. We forced the left wing in this country as it pertains to the information apparatus to completely debase themselves uh, and, and just abandon any pretense of of principles whatsoever. Uh, and I'm I'm amazed even some conservative outlets don't seem very interested in in major stories here or I should say right leaning right-leaning media if you were to uh, to open up just a random news site this morning chances are that you would find a story about how terrible covid still is it's getting worse much worse than it ever was that's what they're telling you right now Uh, we're supposed to be weeks away from a vaccine getting approved but we're still it's the worst it's ever it's terrible oh my gosh panic they want you to panic and then all this stuff about the polls oh Trump isn't just up seven points. Turns out he's uh, I'm sorry, Biden rather isn't just up seven points. He's up 17 points. He's he's winning by so much. Don't even don't even think about showing up to vote Trump supporters. There's there's a lot of that going on right now. You're seeing a lot of that happening. You know, you're seeing a lot less of riots last night in, in Philadelphia. Riots. What's going on? Why were there more riots? Oh, that's right. We talked about some of this yesterday on the show because a man with, it turns out, an extensive and violent criminal record uh, came at police officers with a knife in his hand and refused to drop it. So they shot him. This is sad, but this is also justified. Unless there's something we don't know, unless there's some evidence that has not come to light and we got video evidence. So I don't know how that's really going to happen. And yet what you saw last night in Philadelphia was, as I've called it, the largest uh, gathering of Biden voters you've seen all week, bigger than any rally for sure. You had looting of Walmart, of grocery stores, uh, you know, drug stores, clothing stores, just just absolute destruction, thievery and destruction going on 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 video. I mean, there are people caught wheeling out appliances because sometimes justice is too heavy to carry. So you got to use a, a dolly. You have to use one of those moving devices to, to help you with it. You know, sometimes social justice is found in a box of sneakers, it seems, because that's what was being taken last night. It was disgusting what's going on. I mean, the people who suffer from this are employees, business owners, There were small stores. I mean, yeah, they'd say, oh, look at Walmart. They're stealing from Walmart. What if that's your main store in your neighborhood and it has been totally ransacked? You know, they they never think the libs that try to minimize this or excuse this. They never think about those secondary consequences, about those long term effects. You think some other business is going to want to set up and take that lease? Think about what's going on in the country right now as it is. If you're a brick and mortar store. Chances are, unless you're selling groceries uh, and, and even then, I'm sure there's a lot of challenges with this. 
But chances are you're barely keeping your business afloat, if at all. And now you're going to have stores ransacked, merchandise stolen. Uh, what does this have to do with justice? Nothing. Right? This was a BLM protest. It has nothing to do with making anything better. A protest. It's a riot. It's looting. It's destruction. And it's all Democrats. So in a sense, I'm almost thankful that the American people are getting a reminder of what the Democrat Party has been either supporting openly or at least downplaying, minimizing, acting like it's no big deal. Mostly peaceful, I'm sure they could say about the destruction and looting and rioting last night in Philadelphia, a major American city. There was also smaller scale, but some violent stuff going on here. Anti-cop riots here in New York. They were yelling about shooting at the cops. Their chance. We have it on on video. I, I can't play it for you just because there's also people screaming curses about the cops. But I thought this was about ending police brutality. Somehow the movement that's supposed to be about ending police brutality thinks that uh, destroying stores, stealing uh, from people, lighting trash cans and buildings on fire. And what else? What else have they been doing? Oh, running over police officers and vehicles. That also happened here in New York. Again, another cop run over by somebody in a car. Uh, they think that that's going to help with justice. That's really what this movement has become about. They're chanting about shooting at police and they want to tell us that there are anti-violence. No, no, sorry. The Democrats can't control this wing. The, the Democrats can't be honest about what's really going on within their own party, about the radical Marxists, the leftists who now have free reign and can actually demand obedience from other elements of the Democrat Party. They don't they don't have any ability really to stop them. Right? They can't tell them you're not allowed to do this anymore. No, actually, they encourage it because it keeps all the rest of us off balance. Oh, my gosh. Look at all the corporations that bent the knee immediately, begging for forgiveness from BLM. We're so sorry. We'll send you checks. We'll, we'll do anything. And they'll let these fraudsters, I mean, these, these utter and complete lying hacks, get away with making demands like they're holding hostages here. The BLM activist movement. Yeah? What have they made better for anyone? I go back to my initial assessment of BLM from, what was it now, June, maybe July. BLM has made everything worse for everyone, including black people in America. It has made things worse. It has hurt neighborhoods. It has destroyed businesses. It is lawlessness, and it is entirely a product of and lives within the Democrat Party. These are Joe Biden voters who are doing this. And they're doing it at a time when they're also trying to tell us to defund police. Uh, let me tell you, if you live in a neighborhood where the Walmart, I mean, the Walmart, they just they had look like 100 people running in and out, just stealing everything in sight. Would you feel safe? Yeah. There were reporters who were attacked just for filming what was going on. They don't want people to see this. It's amazing that this is where we are. And there's just a. A blackout on this from the media. There's no interest in covering this story whatsoever. I mean, there's some places that you'll see it. It makes the rounds on social media, but CNN this morning, mm -mm. the Huffington Post 
main story this i don't know if anybody reads that crap website it's such garbage but it used to be a big deal oh it's going to be taking over the democrat party Huffington post this morning i was just taking a, a little gander through the left-wing insanity and uh, through through the the corridors of trump derangement syndrome and they had something about how mitch mcconnell is doing something bad with the judges i mean it was just just complete crap nothing about this the new york times you had to scroll all the way down the page uh, on their front page on their website and you'd get to protests continue in philadelphia last night that was the headline or they could have said you know riots ransack entire neighborhood destroy major stores you know millions of dollars of damage and theft occurred in the name of justice what is the problem here again? Oh, that's right. A, a criminal, a violent felon, walked toward police aggressively with a knife in his hand that he refused to drop. If they think that that's a cause for rioting, there's no conversation to be had with the BLM movement or its supporters or whatever. There's nothing to talk to them about. This was always about coercion, friends. This was always about the mob unleashed on the streets because they can't make a more compelling case against the president. And they want to justify these dysfunctions within our society, these behaviors that are so destructive. And a lot of this is pushed, I think, into this worst place where it is it is a, a mass mental illness on display because of the lockdowns. But the lockdowns are just forcing those or, or I should say bringing those who act out to be even worse than they normally would because of the additional stress and anxiety and and all the pressure that we can feel it's all around us now still and they want you to be miserable the democrats want you to be miserable and feel like this country is on the wrong path and so this is just this is just what you deal with the shock troops of the democrat party just in time here we are in an election week joe biden's going around just just with the most boilerplate sleazy politician slogans imaginable you know we're gonna get you a good job and we're gonna get you good health care and you know donald trump has failed on covid he's just walking around repeating this like a little machine he's got no good ideas no new ideas it's just all the usual nonsense and this election is going to be very tight it's going to be very tight so every moment here counts Yes, that's right. There was more more rioting in a major American city last night. Entirely Democrats. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if there were just a couple of MAGA hats in this crowd of people that were looting and rioting? And can we also point out that this mask mandate, this they keep talking about how important this is for our safety from covid. There are some fundamental aspects of society that are undermined by having people cover up their identity all the time like this. You know, it just so happens that the people who are looting the stores are all covering their faces, which, of course, means the media will praise them because, oh, they're they believe the science. No, they're they're hiding their identities from the security cameras. There are reasons why before covid there were actual prohibitions in place in a, in a lot of places for having a mask on in public. We need to see who you are. Everyone should be able to see who another person is. This is about our basic social bonds and it's about safety. But they've under they've they've just completely abandoned all this now. You're seeing this this lawlessness in society and people say, oh, it only happened in Philadelphia. Well, that's not true. It's happened in 
dozens of cities across the country over the last few months. But it also creates a perception. It creates a mentality. Is your neighborhood safe? Not if not if BLM and Antifa decide that it's time to make a point. Is your business going to be protected? Does one of two major political parties in this country actually support the police when they have to do the difficult work of dealing with criminals? The answer is no. The Democrat Party, for political purposes, will throw police under the bus. And in doing so, they undermine the rule of law in our society and they make all of us less safe, less secure, and they just increase the stress and anxiety of this nation at an already fragile time because they think it politically benefits them. You think those people should be in charge? I say no. I say absolutely not. We must defeat them, friends. Remember that. Thanks for listening to the Best of Buck Daily Podcast. Get more from Buck by following him on social media at Buck Sexton on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget to visit BuckSexton.com. As everyone is uh, really sad uh, by the the death of, of the victim, and and I think uh, I uh, share in mourning with the the family. Um, Any time that happens is a tragedy for whatever reason, uh, and I think uh, we need to make sure that that, that we um, uh, follow up, find out what happened. I'm. Uh, and my staff in, have been in constant communication since last night uh, with the folks in Philadelphia. Uh, and the hope is that that doesn't escalate into anything uh, more than, than the peaceful protests that, that uh, I think this kind of situation brings out. That's the governor of Pennsylvania. He's a Democrat and he's a moron. Yeah, it'll just be the peaceful protest. Does, does he not have access to the Internet? Does he not hear from the law enforcement agencies that are having to swoop in and try to prevent further destruction and deterioration of of entire neighborhoods of the largest city in Pennsylvania. Uh, This is what you get from Democrats, friends. Just just peaceful. The pandering to this movement, the pandering to this behavior from Democrat politicians is appalling. How could they not be outraged by this? No, no, they're outraged by, you know, uh, a, a photo with Three Trump supporters in the background who aren't wearing masks outside. Oh, my gosh, we're all going to die from it. But this is not really a problem for them. This is not something that they find despicable. No, Democrat politicians don't want to upset a a favored constituency here. Looters and rioters. To his credit, the fall. And also, just before I get to that, Tom, Tom Wolf here, the governor of Pennsylvania, referred to uh, Walter Wallace Jr. as the victim which is interesting uh, terminology. Is he, is he already prejudging then? Did the cops victimize this man as in they should not have fired their weapons? That would be an interesting explanation to hear from the governor. That he's technically the highest executive and therefore law enforcement official in the state of Pennsylvania. He thinks cops should, what, not be able to shoot when they're being approached by somebody aggressively with a knife who won't drop it? How many times do they have to say drop the knife before it's clear the guy's not dropping the knife? Because they said it on video, I think at least three, maybe four times very loudly. Okay, but to his credit, the father of Walter Wallace Jr. is at least saying that this looting in his son's name is is disgusting. He's being more more honest about this than Democrat politicians are. Play six. Well, I want people to know I don't obtain all this violent and looting, I mean, and I don't want to leave a bad skull on my son and my family 
with the looting and chaos stuff, you know what I mean, with the violence, must with even with the police department looting in the stores, burning it. I mean, this 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 where we live, and, and that's the only community resource we have. If we take all the resource, burn it down, we we don't have anything. So it's, I want my son name and everybody to stop this, and you know, give my son a chance and our family. Like we decent people, you know what I mean? They don't want us to target us like, like we're like we animals, and we's not. We deserve respect, and as the public, and anybody to have respect for our family, to pray for us, and you know, c- cut it out, because the looting is is very mindset, you know what I mean? Right. And it's not gonna bring my son back. An entirely uh, sane and honorable comment here from the father of the deceased. He sees what's going on. He's speaking the truth. And he should be commended for it. He should be commended for saying, this is not about my son. It's not going to bring him back. You're not, the looting is not helping anybody here. But you see, the BLM movement, whatever that even really means these days, but this idea that whenever there's police violence of any kind, there should be looting and rioting, it's not really about supporting the victims. It's not really about supporting the black community. It's the mob looking for an excuse. It's people with with anger, with with frustration and insecurities and a lack of discipline. You know, whether we're talking about Antifa in Portland or what we saw here in New York or in Philadelphia last night, it's all the same. It's angry people looking for an excuse to do what they want and break the rules, break the laws of society and hurt people. In the name of justice. You're in the Freedom Hut. This is the Best of Buck Daily Podcast. The top stories of the day from the Buck Sexton Show. Let's talk Bobolinsky. Tucker had this interview last night on Fox News. And it's amazing. Fox has has this uh, has this unique space in this election cycle called the only cable news channel that will put a massive news story on air that is, yes, damaging to Democrats, but is completely newsworthy, verified, and, uh, you know, should be the, the biggest news story really in the country. Well, I actually believe in some way. Well, no, I mean, it's between this and the riots, but the Bobolinsky thing I know has been coming, uh, building up for a longer time, and we've seen a lot of riots, but I just think people should be reminded of that before they go in and decide, am I going to vote for Democrats or Republicans? Am I going to vote for the riot party or the Republican Party? But here's what we know after this uh, sit down, this lengthy sit down with Bobolinsky. This guy has the Bidens absolutely nailed. Okay, we we now see that Joe Biden probably got some ideas from the way Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton were conducting their business. They've turned politics into a brand for self-enrichment. But it's worse than that. You know, if Joe Biden and his family were taking money from, say, oh, I don't know, you know, they they were they were taking money from, uh, you know, some country in like 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 Romania. You know, if they were taking money from uh, a country that we have very limited foreign policy and national security interest in, you'd say, oh, okay. I mean, it's corrupt. It's gross. They're taking money from China, China. That's a big deal. Because China is a true 
global rival to the United States now. We're really just waking up to that fact. Uh, we, we had been, I think, deluding ourselves on a bipartisan basis for a long time. But China is a is a near peer competitor and is only it, it has a much larger population than we do. And it's only going to become more aggressive and more problematic for us on the world stage. That's what we're heading toward right now. And the then vice president was having his his son cut deals with very senior figures in the Chinese Communist Party that would put millions and millions of dollars into the hands of Biden family members. And we're supposed to believe this is not a story. That this doesn't matter. There, there are so many levels at which this this does matter. And what I've been saying to you, I, I want to be very clear. It's not that I don't think this should change minds of voters. I'm just saying because of the power of the media and their ability to have a blackout and to suppress and the way that they cover things, the way they can mold perception. I don't think this Bobolinsky story is going to be the difference maker. Could be wrong, but I don't think that's the case. I see Senator Ted Cruz. You know, I've been saying that for a couple of weeks. Senator Ted Cruz said that in an interview with Axios. Now, I'm not the only one that, you know, that thinks this way. Uh, and I'm glad that there are others who are jumping on board the train here because let's be real about this. The, the reason that people are going to come out and vote for Trump at this late stage would be they think he's going to make their lives better. And Joe Biden being corrupt and sleazy probably isn't going to make a difference to their thinking. We'll see. But that's the point, though, isn't it, that Joe Biden is corrupt and sleazy. I mean, that's really the big takeaway, which is a problem for the Democrats because they've been positioning him as this ethical guy who's going to be a a return, a return to having a good moral person in the White House. You know, a return to having. Look, say what you will about Obama. He waited until he left the White House to cash in on his political fame and fortune, and he's allowed to. You know, I'm a capitalist. Biden was leveraging the office while he was in office to get paid by a country that's not yet an enemy, but is definitely an opponent. Definitely an opponent. And the media wants to pretend like that's not a big deal or or that it didn't even happen or that it's not true. Notice how the the explanation for the lack of coverage or the way they cover it keeps changing. If there were one reason, if there were a good reason not to show the Bobolinsky story on TV or in newspapers, if there were one reason that was clear, uh, that would be what you'd hear everywhere. Instead, what you have is we can't vet it. It's not verified. He's he's biased. It's not a big deal. It's not really a story. Instead, what you have is, is a series of, of essentially uh, objections based on partisan political reasons for why they don't want to air this stuff. And none of that adds up to an honest and ethical core of journos. We know that much. That's not what's happening with all of this. Uh, they have completely, completely disgraced uh, themselves, absolutely disgraced themselves. But they also realize there's money at stake here, folks. There's fame. Remember that this is not just the journos out there prefer Joe Biden. And so politically speaking, they have an interest in making sure that that he wins this election. It's 
for them, I mean, I'm talking about the New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, MSNBC, and all the rest, it's about are they going to have special access to the White House, the White House press secretary, the president, the Oval Office? Are they going to be able to uh, write stories about an administration that's doing everything that they want them to do and where they can just use all the anonymous sources they want from the White House to back up whatever it is that the journos wanted to say in the first place? Think about it. There's there's money at stake. There's power. There's privilege and position. So it's not just a function of who the Democrat, who the the libs want to win. It's who the libs think will most benefit them by winning. That's why this game is so dirty. That's why it's so clear that they're putting their thumb on the scale for one side. Tony Bobulinski is a problem for them in that regard. There's no way to cover the story. I, I watched that interview last night. There's no way to cover that story and make him look like a crackpot or a fool. Or, you know, they tried this thing with Giuliani and even Borat got in on it, right? Oh, Rudy Giuliani's a Russian asset. And what's so amazing is the reason Bobolinsky said he came forward is because Adam Schiff, who's the most, uh, the most morally, dis- you know, I- immoral, the most disgusting liar in the United States Congress. Right. We got a bunch of mosts on the Democrat side, the dumbest Maisie Hirono, the biggest liar, Adam Schiff. And he called Bobolinsky a Russian asset. Bobolinsky is a Navy veteran. He held a high level security clearance. I'll tell you this right now. If I were back in private life and had never been a media and I just gotten out of the CIA and somehow someone tried to indicate that I was a, a Russian asset, a traitor to this country, you're damn right. I'd go to the mat. I'd go all out to clear my name right away and to and to hold accountable the liars out there. Right. When you're, when you're someone who's, who served your country in particular, it's true, I think, of any patriotic American, but you've served your country and then you're going to have someone say that you're a, you're a tool of, of Russia. When you're a private citizen, you're not even in the political debate. So it makes complete sense for Bobolinsky to finally say, no, sorry, not going to allow this game to be played. So he came forward. And the bigger problem now that the Democrats have to deal with. Obviously, they're, they're not going to cover this, but they're not going to cover this before the election. It's not going to happen. And, and I do believe some of the reporting out there that's saying that there have been threats from inside the Biden campaign. Any reporter who touches this will be blackballed. It matters a lot, folks. You get an interview with the president. It's worth clicks. It's worth fame. It's worth money. It matters a lot. And it's not a fair game. It is all about connections. It is all about who they want to give, you know, the the interview to it's it's very, you know, Republican or Democrat administration. It's not not a fair system. There is no such thing. So understand that. But I do believe the reports that say the journalists are worried they'll be blackballed if they cover this Bobolinsky story uh, in a Biden administration. And so and they already feel like they're essentially out in the cold with the Trump administration. So once again, understand their interests. You know, follow the money and the power here and you'll understand exactly why certain stories are being told and others are not. And that then brings me to what Mr. Bobolinsky said. Let's get into it. Thanks for listening to the Best of Buck Daily Podcast. For more Buck, head to BuckSexton.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast. How does this constrain his ability to deal with China? 
Are you asking for my personal I opinion? I am. I'm asking for your opinion as someone who's worked with the Chinese. So I think Joe Biden and the Biden family are compromised. Um, obviously, I've referenced that I held a Q clearance. You're briefed on compromise and you know who you're able to talk with and deal and do business with. And uh, I just don't see, given the history here and the facts, how Joe can't be um, uh, influenced in in some manner based on the history that they have where here with CFC and stuff like that. So as a citizen and an American taxpayer, I'm very, very concerned. Joe Biden's compromised by the Chinese. That's what you're being told here by a guy with a high level security clearance who was a Navy veteran who's a Democrat donor. This is not some partisan. It's not some, you know, uh, situation where you have a person who's spent his whole life working in Republican politics, who all of a sudden is coming forward. This guy's a Democrat donor and not a political person by his own admission. I got to say, very well-spoken, very clear thinker, completely compelling in this interview with Tucker Carlson on Fox last night. Media won't touch this story. I mean, here we have, let's really put this into, into the clearest possible terms. Here we have the Democrat nominee for the president, uh, being exposed with with documentation and on the record as being fully aware of a scheme to buy off his family from the Chinese Communist Party, our chief geopolitical rival. Can you imagine if during the Cold War, for example, when Russia actually was scary and a problem, unlike today, when it's all just smoke and mirrors from psycho leftists, Russia is not a concern for us, really, not in, a, not in the grand scheme of things. It can be a problem sometimes on some issues. Russia, our election, please. But can you imagine if during the, the Soviet era, we had had a U.S. presidential candidate who was, uh, was doing, uh, doing business deals through family intermediaries with the Soviet Union for millions and millions of dollars? I, I actually think that people would be calling for criminal charges and that, that people should be going to prison for a long time. Notice we're not even talking about that. No, no discussion about, about criminal corruption. Uh, really? You're going to take money from communist China on the promise of relationships that you're going to set up through a, a sitting vice president of the United States? And this, this doesn't violate any statutes? There's, there's no, oh, okay. Let's just, let's just review for those who are wondering why, why I'm going in this direction. Federal, of course, Democrat, but federal prosecutors decided to try to lock Bob McDonald, the governor of Virginia, up for 11 years. They wanted to send him to federal prison for the state of Virginia. had no problem, by the way, with what he was doing. It was the, the, uh, the governor was going to go to federal prison for 11 years. His wife was facing, I think it was two or three years in prison as well, because he accepted money from a wealthy businessman that he was gifts, you know, gifts, watches, trips from a guy who was very rich, who hung out with him. Do you know what official acts were taken by the governor, Bob McDonald, at the time on behalf of this? Could they point to a single thing that Governor McDonald did? No. Not one. That was never even part of the case. It was merely the appearance of impropriety. It was honest services fraud, you see. He couldn't really be an honest, uh, honest advocate for the state of Virginia while he's getting all this stuff from this businessman. Yeah. 
Now, the Supreme Court did end up striking down part of this case because it was so ridiculous and overbroad. But now we're talking about Joe Biden, the vice president. And and his son and his brother getting money and leaving some for the big guy. And we're all supposed to sit around and act like this doesn't mean anything. This doesn't tell us anything. It's not possible for Democrats. It's simply not possible for them to comprehend their future with Trump as, as president for four more years. It rattles them to their core. They will do anything that will work, anything that is within their power to do to stop that from happening. They will lie. They will delude themselves. They are like children who will scream and pound the table and pound the floor until they get their way. Red in the face, hysterical, unable to be reached by anybody until they get their way. And that's what we see. That's the media attitude about what's going on with Bobolinsky. How else can you explain this? How else can you uh, explain the fact that they have no, no interest whatsoever in even telling this story? Never mind diving deep into it and making sure the American people know what really has been going on here. Just no, no, no interest whatsoever. But I will say, I still believe, even with this, because look, I've always thought Joe Biden was a fraud. Even with this, uh, Trump needs to be telling people that this is really an economic fight. That really it's who do you want to be the steward of the American economy? Who do you want to be making the most important decisions for the U.S. economy starting in 2021 to bring us out of this morass we're in, to bring us out of this slowdown? And that's what we see. That's what we need explained and and everyone need to understand that's where we are here's uh, the president making that case play 18 this election is a choice between a trump super recovery or a biden depression you're gonna have a depression your 401ks down the tubes look how great our stock market had a little blip yesterday because nancy pelosi will not approve stimulus that's all But it's a choice between a Trump boom or a a Biden lockdown. A Trump boom or a Biden lockdown. That is the circumstance in which we will find ourselves in that ballot, uh, in that uh, election place, in that polling location. Do you want a president who understands the economy, understands growth? Remember, As part of their Praetorian Guard nonsense for the uh, Democrats and for the Obama administration, the media went through a period where they were trying to convince people. They were trying to convince uh, the American people that our best days of growth, you know, three percent and above GDP growth was gone. That's a thing of the past. Because they were so desperate to cover for the weak growth of the Obama years, because it turns out a lot of taxes, a lot of regulations, a lot of Obamacare does not increase wealth and prosperity for the American people. Focusing on taking and taking and taking and dictating more at the government level is not a recipe for success. It's a recipe for some people to be in power, but it's a a zero-sum game where everyone is living at the expense of everyone else. It's just a question of who could acquire more political power to get more for themselves. Instead of building, instead of growing, 
Just think of it this way. Every person in America right now, including people that are officially classified as as low income, live better, longer, happier lives, you know, on average per capita than the richest people on planet Earth 100 years ago. Why? Why is that? Because we have become wealthier as a society. We've become wealthier as a as a as a species. And why has that happened? You know, the, the rise of capitalism and market driven economies has also coincided with the greatest elevation of human beings out of poverty that has ever occurred in all of human history. We think that's an accident. No, we finally have incentives aligned with human behavior, human activity. So you benefit from doing things that are productive for other people. And the market speaks this way and it speaks through this and, and increases gains for everyone. It's not, now, they're not evenly distributed. I understand that. And this is where you get into the whole, you know, Piketty. Remember that guy's book, Thomas Piketty and Capital and how it was the, the rich are just going to keep getting richer and richer. I understand that there are, there are inequality issues, but to focus in on the inequality issues at the expense of what's actually helping everybody is dishonest. And that's what the Biden administration is doing. They keep saying that all the tax cuts went to the top. That's not true. The average family has thousands of dollars more as a result of the of Trump tax cuts. The average family, average income family. More money now because of the decisions made by Donald Trump and the Republican controlled Congress. So this is where we win. That's why I keep focusing in on it. This is where we have a a change, I think, at the last moment that could that could push for Trump or, or a, a shift in perception and. Uh, it's also where we need to remind everybody that Democrats just don't care about the suffering that's going on right now economically because they they see this misery as to their benefit. The same way that I saw Democrats during the Iraq war, and I saw it as a young CIA officer going to Capitol Hill, going into these high level meetings with politicians. And there were Democrats who were just straight up rooting for us to be losing, losing the Iraq war, which meant more Americans getting killed and maimed. They weren't open about it, but you could see it. They're like, yeah, this this is good for our narrative. Never forget a friend of mine telling me, I've told you this story many times before, that when it was clear the surge worked and the deaths were going way down for Iraqis and for Americans, Iraqi civilians and Americans. And he and he briefed that to Nancy Pelosi. He came back and he looked like uh, he was he was just shocked and furious. He said Pelosi would seem disappointed. She couldn't hide it. It's kind of like, oh, crap. The surge worked in Iraq. Damn it. Yeah, that's the mentality that Democrats have. And that's how they feel about covid and the economy right now. What's bad is good for them. And Trump understands this, and I hope he's going to continue to make the case to people about why this is not a way forward for us. Play 22. Our people should get it, the stimulus. But Nancy Pelosi is only interested in bailing out badly run crime-ridden Democrat cities and states. That's all she's interested in. She's not interested in helping the people. She is not interested in helping the people. What the president says here is true, and everybody should keep that in mind. Nancy Pelosi, just like Joe Biden, interested in one thing and one thing only, the acquisition and utilization of power. That's what all this is devoted toward. They they, They simply could care less about all this other noise, especially for the average folks. Pelosi and Biden know nothing about the folks. This is the Best of Buck Daily Podcast. 
the top stories of the day from the Buck Sexton Show. For more Buck, head to BuckSexton.com. And remember to subscribe to the podcast. If we want bad economic advice, you know who we should turn to? Barack Obama, who's really good at being bad at running an economy. So that's something that I wanted to point out to everybody right now. Uh, Obama saying that, for example, Joe Biden's going to pay for his insane climate plan. Oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to make all the buildings efficient and we're going to clean energy and millions of jobs. This is all this is all religious based climatology lunacy. Uh, but he's going to pay for it by just, you know, taxing people more. That's the plan. Play 11. Joe Biden has a plan to create 10 million good, clean energy jobs right here in America. It's part of his plan to protect Florida from climate change and secure environmental justice. And he's going to pay for it by rolling back those tax cuts to billionaires. And the thing is, Joe doesn't just want to get back to where we were. He finally wants to make some long overdue changes so that our economy actually makes life a little easier for everybody. I say Obama as an orator really overrated, <laughs> you know, better than Joe Biden. No question, but not uh, not what, what we were always being told, by, which we've known all along. But it's just a reminder of this now we hear him out there. Um, you know, the Obama's supposed to be the secret weapon for Joe Biden. And, and this is funny because. Why wasn't Obama the secret weapon for Joe Biden in 2016? Oh, that's right. Because the Obama uh, admin, the, the Obama apparatus, I should say, post-administration, including the president himself, no interest in supporting a Joe Biden presidency, would not endorse him, would not get involved. Really? You're VP for eight years? You won't endorse him? That's, how, that's what Obama really thinks of Joe Biden. And I'm sure that Obama also personally heard some stuff because it was you know, they were talk about this in the State Department, about his son and the deals with Burisma. I'm sure Obama knew. Oh, my God, this guy, you know, wait, wait until you leave office, Joe. And then you get the libs throwing all kinds of money at you, board seats for companies, you know, no show jobs where you put your name on the letterhead. And all of a sudden you're getting all these checks for not really doing anything. Just wait. You know, Obama at least had the had the, the discipline and the, and the legal sense, from what we know, to cash in when he left office. Right? But, you know, not doing it. We don't know of anything yet. And some of you are probably yelling. Yes, there's something. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, we don't know of anything that Obama did to make a lot of money while he was still holding public office. Joe Biden, on the other hand, was like, I'm VP. I'm going to let my family go out there and cut deals. I mean, can you imagine Think about this. Imagine if Michelle Obama was out there getting, you know, bags of cash on behalf of, uh, you know, getting bags of cash on behalf of Obama himself for deals that she's cutting based upon access. And look, she didn't do this. I'm just saying, think about the, 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 the dissonance here. I think we've just because we've been hearing about joe biden's corruption for so long maybe now it doesn't really land with the same kind of impact because now we got the proof you know obama's saying uh joe's great now joe's great sure he is sure he is and also attacking trump on foreign policy i don't think this is a smart move for obama play 12 our current president he whines that 60 minutes is too tough you think he's gonna stand up to dictators he thinks leslie Stahl's a bully just yesterday 
He said that Putin of Russia, Xi of China, and Kim Jong-un of North Korea want him to win. We know. We know because you've been giving them whatever they want for the last four years. Of course they want you to win. That's not a good thing. You shouldn't brag about the fact that some of our greatest adversaries think they'd be better off with you in office. Of course they do. What does that say about you? Joe Biden wouldn't coddle dictators. He'll promote human rights around the world, including in Cuba. Joe will restore our battered standing around the world because he knows our true strength comes from setting an example that the world wants to follow. Why is Obama yelling? Can anyone answer that for me? Why does he have to yell? He's got a microphone. <laughs> also, you're right. Yeah. yeah Biden um, won't coddle dictators unless they pay him enough. Then he'll coddle them just fine. 